Yes. Okay, good uh, evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. So last week we began the sugya of Chol Hamoid, the halachas of Chol Hamoid. And of course, the halachas of Chol Hamoid are not limited to the world of business. It comes up in a person's home, uh, walking around. There's many different halachas regarding cutting nails, taking, uh, doing laundry, uh, tailoring, many, many halachas that come up to everyone. But we are going to focus primarily on the halachas of business, going to work, doing something in the world of business on Cholomite. So a few important hakdamas we spent some time on last week, we'll just review it quickly. There's a major machalikas we showing him, is the Isser Malacha on Cholomite, is that Isser Deraisa, that a person is not allowed to do Malacha on Cholomite on, on a biblical level, or is it simply an Isser Derabanan? Or do we have a third shita, which is what the Gemara and Chagiga says, that Nimsirah HaKosov V'Chachamim, the, the, the Pasuk is not so clear, it's an asmachta, so to say, but it, in principle, there's the Ratzin HaTaira, that one should not do Malach and Chalamayid, but the details, the rules and regulations, the exceptions, that, that was given to the Chachamim. So Halach Lamaisa, it's a Shaila. The Mishabura in, in the Be'er Halacha brings down many, many shitas on both sides. He says we should be chayshish, we should be concerned that it's a deraisa, so we should treat it with the significance of a deraisa, but if there's a need, b'sha'as hatchak, or the like, one could view it as a, as only an iser derabanan. So in the world of Chalamai, there are several heterim that the Mishabur in the beginning uh, describes. One of those, it's all based on Mishnayis and Gemaras in Ma'ikatan. The most famous one is Davra Aved, something that is going to be a financial loss. So the, the first Mishnah describes different types of fields, and if you wouldn't water the field on Chalamai, it would be a loss, a loss of principle, all that work, all that, uh, all, the, all the farming that, that was done, all that time, energy, and money that was placed into the into the field will go for naught if a person does not water his certain types of fields on Chalamai. That's a davar avid, and the Gemara contrasts that with harvacha, meaning harvacha was where you had an apple orchard and you watered it before yantiv. You don't need to water it; it won't ruin the apples by not watering it on Chalamai. But if you do water it, you will get a better yield. You'll, instead of having Walmart-grade apples, you'll have the fancy store apples. But you've covered your cost, and you're making money anyways. So the question is, can I water, do a tircha, which it's also a malacha. It's a malacha of watering plants, watering your, your irrigating your field, your apple orchard on chalabayd. I'm, I'm not... Uh, Stopping a davra of it. It's not a davra of it. I'm making money anyways. Regardless if I water it on Chalamayid, it's only an increase in harvacha, in how much profit's going to be made. So the Gemara tells us, what, what, you know, depending on the, on the field, one is not allowed to do malacha to, to uh, enjoy a harvacha, a benefit, a profit. But if it's going to... If it's due to a davra of it, a loss, then a person is allowed to do a malacha and he's allowed to water his field. So that was hetter number one. Hetter number two, which has, which is really two and three, is tzarche hamayid, things that are needed for yantiv. So anything that's needed, that's a tzarche agof or tzarche achila, a person could even do a maisa uman. He could do a, a expert work to fix a toilet, to uh, to cook. A person is allowed to do that. If it's not needed for guf or for uh, for food, then a person can only do a maisa hediyet. So we spoke about chalamayid trips last week. So that's tzarche hamayid. So that's Tzarchimoyed for Guf and Achila, even Maisa Uman. And number three, you could do a Maisa Hedid for just Stam Tzarchimoyed. And then we had the Heter of 
ani or a poyol, she'en loy ma'yecho, you have a poyol or a worker who doesn't have what to eat. So let's say you have someone who doesn't have enough food. He, he's a, he gets paid on a daily basis. If he does not work today, then he will not have what to eat. So you're allowed to hire him even to work, even perhaps you're allowed to hire him in order to be able to pay him. So let's say he's a painter. So he, he could have him paint your basement, even though you don't need to paint your basement. And you're hiring him simply because he's a poyol, she'en loy ma'yocho, and he's allowed so, to, so he's allowed to work. for the hour, for the day? For doesn't the have what to eat. Has, or for right. yantiv. This, this minute, so then it's yantiv then. Tzarchim usually is not mutter to do a, a maise uman. He's allowed to even do a maise uman. Because that's what he eat. Right. What is if he has what to eat for yantiv? It doesn't have to the, the day after yantiv. So let him work after Yantif. Why does it why does it work now? For the day after Yantif. But that's because he won't have food for the day after Yantif. We were looking at I think Maimayach means generally he he doesn't have anything to eat eventually. Yeah, it seems like it's it's uh, it's it's connected to Yantif. Um if he if he's in that situation, you have to know, is it gonna be uh it's gonna be a Kuach Nefesh? I'm going to go to Lebanon, but he won't have breakfast on the day of the other. So then maybe... So it sounds like my Yorkel, I, 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 you would think my Yorkel has to be, in general, he doesn't have, he's, he's tight on food. Right. Hold on one second. Yeah. I, I always assumed it was Yantif, but it could be, could be uh, even, uh, it doesn't have till afterwards. Okay. Fine, we'll come back. To, we'll come back to this because I'm not sure. Well, you could do. You could do. You can do buy some food. You could, but achanefesh means you're doing a food malacha. So he's doing. So he's saying this money, even though he needs it for food right now, would not, would not be considered achanefesh. But since he's a pile of elam he's allowed to. Do, he's allowed to do it for you. Anything he could paint. He could paint so that he could go now buy buy what he needs. Okay, next. Then the final heter was what we call tzarchi mitzvah. Anything that's needed for a mitzvah, a mitzvah needs, sorry, tzarchi rabbin, not tzarchi mitzvah, tzarchi rabbin, which is usually tzarchi mitzvah, but fixing the roads, the, the first Mishnah, my cousin describes all the different things that the rabbin used to do. Tzarchi rabbin, the gabbai, the, the mamuna al tzibur, so he would go around fixing kalayim, and uh, they would mark off the graves, they would do many different things, and they would even be able to do that on cholamite. So those are the basic heterim. And when we think about going to work, we, we just assume the only hetter really is if a person has a davra avid, which, importantly, that means every single minute, every single decision that a person makes, every, every act at work, a person has to decide. Am I in a situation of davra avid? Do I need to take this call? Do I need to do this? Do I need to fill this order? On one hand, it might be mutter because it's a davra avid. On the other hand, if it's not a davra avid, it could be an isidaraisa of malacha on Cholamite. So we, we made the, the following chiluk between what is known as classic malacha, the lamatas malachas, which would include kaisher and boine and all the lamatas malachas. A person has to go to Hilcha Shabbos. If it's a real malacha, watering uh, the grass, those things are malachas. So those have an isidaraisa, perhaps, and those are asr mishum malacha. And there, the only heter would be if it's a davra of it, or the other heter, tzarchimayit, or the like. Versus something that is known as prakmatia. The Gemara talks about prakmatia, which is a different uh, word for masu matan. Commerce. Doing commerce that is not dependent on 
any of these malachas. You're not sewing a garment, you're not tailoring, you're not tying things, you're not trapping fish, you're not trapping a deer, you're simply buying and selling. In the ancient uh, way, in ancient practice, there was no malacha being done. There was no credit cards, no computers. We're not going to get to that right now. In a few minutes, we'll discuss that. But for now, let's assume we have prakmatia, which the Gemara on Shabbos tells us only us are on Shabbos because of Mecca Chememcher, and we have, we have other reasons why we cannot do that on Shabbos, but it's not malacha. It's not malacha per se. So there's a chiddush. The chiddush is that prakmatia is usr. Now everyone would agree that prakmatia is only an isadrabbanon. And even those that held malachas deraisa, prakmatia is only an isadrabbanon. And because of that, we have several extra hetherim which do not apply by malacha, but they would apply in the case of when it's only prakmatia. So for example, anytime a person is doing something on yantif, let's say in the world of business, he has to ask himself, am I doing malacha, which I am only allowed to do if it's a davar ha'aveid, something that, that is, I'm going to be losing the principle if I don't do this act, or is it not malacha, it's simply prakmatya, it's masumat, and I'm simply doing commerce, and I'm not doing actual malacha. Now, we went through a few different reasons why prakmatya is asr. Let's assume the isr is misham tircha, as the Aruch HaShokhan says, once a person is allowed to do samasumatan, he'll get carried away with deals, and acquisitions and all types of things, and there goes the whole yantav, there goes the whole chalamite. So because of tircha, that's why chazal asr prakmatia. So there are several heterim, assuming that there's no isr malacha here, one is only buying and selling, there's no malacha being done. So, number one, we're going to discuss that not everything is classified as prakmatia. Prakmatia sounds like business, but not every time a person makes money does that mean it's prakmatia. That is one possible hetter. Another hetter would be what we said before of Davar Ha'aved, which is a classic hetter by Malacha. And finally, we have another hetter where if it's Harvacha, if it's extra Harvacha, we'll see what this means. We are, we are Mekel. If there's a, a situation of Harvacha, a profit's going to be earned, then we are more Mekel uh, as opposed to the traditional Malacha. So, Let's see one at a time. These three different uh, discussions. Number one, when it comes to prakmatia, only something that's really prakmatia. The Rush and Taisis, they talk about, let's say a person lends money to others, you know, for, with ribbis. Not to a yid, that's an isa deraisa, but to a nachri. Taisis, many places in Shas, references that even though the is, there's an isa derabana to lend money for ribbis to a nachri because a person will uh, be mamshech after their ways, and he'll learn from them. The minog was mevatel this halacha, and Taisa says, and that was the minog. And if you look, summary shinim, that was their, that was their geshaft. They were private money lenders, and they lent money brevis. They were the bankers or the like. So the question that the rush deals with is shas and shuvas rush, can a person keep his uh, shop open on chalamite? So is this pakmatia? He's not really doing business, unless you want to say he's selling money. He's selling money at a price. You want capital? There's a cost of capital now. That cost is interest. So perhaps that would be the same isra as prakmatia. On the other hand, there's not much tircha going on. You're not really doing anything. You're not selling items and schlepping you know, boxes in a warehouse and selling it on credit. That's regular masumat and that's prakmatia. Here, all he's doing is he's, he's handing money over the table. So well, the, even existing loans. Getting to collect? 
That's so that's a different that, issue. That's an issue, let's say, it's Schar Shabbos. By Schar Shabbos, there's an Isser that a person's not allowed... He's, he's not doing anything actively. There's an Isser of Schar Shabbos. The Prakmati is an active thing, not, in, not anything that's... Right, happening. not accruing interest. They have an outstanding loan or something. That wouldn't be a Prakmati. That, even on Shabbos, there's no Isser except for Schar Shabbos. There's an Isser for a year to make money, to use Shabbos as a date to make but money. It's an Isser so, Durabana. So, so Shabbos is a subscription. And you're getting paid for it's not a problem. Let's say a person has his car. He wants to rent out his car on Turo. Turo is uh, you can rent out your car by yourself without without you know having to go through Hertz and whatever. So you're renting your own car. So if you rent it out for Shabbos, there's uh, there's an iser. You're making money on Shabbos. So usually when you deal with rentals, I know in New York they just uh, they just um, ruled out uh, Airbnb short-term rentals. When you're when you're renting it out, when you're renting out a home, so usually there's it's more than 24 hours. Let's say you have a hotel. There's other shilohs when you own a hotel. We spoke about schayra b'davraser, but there's halva. That, I'm sorry, havla. Thinking about havla. Havla that that it's swallowed up. Meaning you you uh, you rented the hotel for you rented it out for two days for Friday Shabbos or Shabbos Sunday, and you're getting paid a one bulk payment. So there's havla that there's chol and Shabbos together. Even on a regular Shabbos, if someone would would uh, check in before sundown, you also have havla. So you could have a Shiloh hotel if someone checks in Sunday, uh, Friday night and is leaving Shabbos morning. That would be a problem. And by a rental car, it would be the same thing. If someone's renting the car for three hours, they're landing in uh, Westchester County Airport, they have a meeting in Manhattan, they're picking up this, uh, this, this uh, escalator or something, and they're going to the city, they're coming right back. Three hours uh, rental on Turo. So there would be a problem of, of, uh, of Schar Shabbos, that your Shabbos is making you money because it's a it's a rental. Now, Karada, there is, there might be a hetter there. Maybe we'll discuss this after after Sukkot. We'll move on to some Shabbos halachas on business. There might be a hetter of the night of Behuda that if you put something there that's a good, let's say a bottle of water, and you charge that on a line item is is water as well. So there, the payment is going for the water and for the rental. So perhaps that would be a hetter. The place can discuss this by a doctor. If a doctor charges for his services. And he throws in the bandages and whatever else he gave. So perhaps it's havla. You're not just paying for the rental, you're paying for some goods. Okay, we'll discuss that then. But there's no issue of that on Chalamite. A person's allowed to have, he could rent out his cars, his, uh, his home on Chalamite. There's no issue of, uh, on Schar Chalamite. The issue is of actually doing something, of being busy with Pakmatia. So the, the rush says that typically, if it's a private person who doesn't have a business, he just Lends people randomly. Someone is doing a deal. He'll lend them money and charge them ribbis, obviously to a nachri or with a heteriska. So then, in that case, that would be mutter and chalamoy. That wouldn't be a problem because that does not have a tircha and it's not really prakmatia. However, he says, let's say a person is a banker or they own a, they, they, they are private lenders and they advertise. It's, it's their business. If that is their business, they're, they're always, you know, looking at new loans, underwriting. That's, that's their geschäft. So in that case, that would be doimel le pragmatio, and that would be us to do on Cholomoyed. He does leave room for a, an allowance if you have a, a certain type of client who, if you don't give him the deal now, he'll find a different shop to keep borrowing from. So he references that there, this might be a davra of it on its own. And we'll get back to his heter soon when we talk about repeating customers and that risk of losing customers is that called a davra of it. So this is found in that shuva of the rush where he deals with prakmatia on uh, is lending is that considered prakmatia okay that is the first 
Eitzah, that maybe what I'm doing is not prakmatia. And theoretically, you could have different, uh, different etarim when a person's doing something, but that's not a business, and they're simply lending money to someone, a one-off thing, that's not considered a, a prakmatia. Okay, the next. The next uh, discussion would be davara aved. What is considered davara aved? Right? On one hand, if you look at the Mishnayis, it's very clear. Davara aved has to be that there's a loss of principle. That means that these apples will not be good if we do not water them. If we not water the grass, they're going to be bad, and I'm going to lose all the investment that I did into these uh, into this fruit. But if it's simply gain, that's not considered that's not considered a davara aved. So there's a very interesting discussion found in the Archa Shulchan and other Paiskim. What if there's there's a there's an outside factor here. What's the outside factor? I own a, let's say we, a person owns a restaurant or the like, and he hires employees or he pays rent. He's paying rent. So let's say he has, well, a restaurant's not a great, not a great example because it might be at Sarchemoid anyways to eat. But let's say is a factory. A person has a factory and he has workers and he has equipment leases, he has rent. He has many different expenses. So every single day, that he's not producing, there's, a dover, there's an inherent davara aved. He already laid out, let's say his overhead for Monday, Chalamoid, is $20,000. If no one shows up to work, if they don't produce anything, let's say they produce uh, baseball, baseball gloves or something. I just see a baseball glove in front of me. Let's say they produce uh, anything, right? And if, if their workers don't come, they're paying their workers, they're paying their lease, their equipment lease, that already is considered a davara aved. That's what the Archa Shulchan mentions, and the question is how far to take this. The, the reason... How much money, though? That's the outlet. You're paying, paying Microsoft. Right, a person, every subscription, Microsoft. right. So every, so therefore I have to, I want to send an email. If I don't send it now... I'm, I'm, I'm losing money. Business, I'm losing money on yeah. Microsoft because I'm paying for it anyways. So, the Mahalach I got from Arabeim is that the, the Archa Shulchan, to take this to, let's say, annual we'll call subscriptions or annual leases or salaried workers, that's too much. It's too far. When a person leases equipment or you get, um, or you, you lease a warehouse or the like, paying rent, you hire salaried employees, you know over the course of a year, let's say you plan to have a five-year lease, there are going to be days that are down. You don't view every single day, oh, this costs me $700 a day for this warehouse space. That's not how, that's not how things are sold. You look at your annual revenue, you look at your NOI on the investment, and if it makes sense, it makes sense. We don't go on a daily basis how much the, the, the property costs, the lease, how, many, how much property tax. That's not the way people view it. So it's very difficult to argue that this is going to be considered, this is going to be considered a, a, um, a Dovera Aved on a daily basis. However, let's say a person is doing a small run or they have a seasonal item where they hire, let's say Amazon, they hire, uh, I don't know, what was, the, what was the article today? Hundreds of thousands of employees for the holiday season. So they're only hiring them for three weeks, or whatever Amazon is doing. But whatever, let's say your company knows we do the Lovim, the Sregim, or something like that, where it's seasonal, it's a seasonal item, and we know that we only have two weeks on the clock. I'm hiring them for two weeks, I own them for two weeks. If I have to take off four days of Cholomite, so that's already a significant percentage of how much I'm paying them in bulk, so at that, so there we could say, I am considering every single day 
or if a person leases a very expensive piece of equipment in order to, uh, to have his business run, and now he bumps into Cholamite, and it's going to cost him significantly, he had no choice, so maybe in that case we could start thinking about applying the Aruch HaShulchan, but not when you have much bigger you know, terms to a lease to a hired employee, that's too much. And even then, not all the person go with the Aruch HaShulchan, but it's something so what, to... What the bigger the operation is, the more precise they are on, the, on their time. Because I think they have, they have, they have an annual view. They have, they have their projections annualized, your NOI. But don't they realize that, you know, for our more small guy may not, like you say, make the coffee, may not know, but someone with, with many employees. Right, there are companies that do that. I, I think one of the companies, they, they, they're famous for, every time there was a meeting, they would tally up every single empl- employee's hour, rate, basically his salary, his annual salary, divided by the weeks and the hours, and you put together, there's like $30,000 being spent on this meeting, right? Let, let's, uh, let's make sure we have a good meeting. Right, but, but most companies well, don't think like that. That's specific because they have to bill by the hour. But let's say a person works in a company and now they, they, there was an hour meeting. Most companies are not like that. I think it was Zappos or one of these, maybe it was Zoom. One of these companies did that. Most companies, they're not thinking, oh, every hour is costing the company $30,000 of, of labor. No. Now, some companies, it would talk to be like that if it's a, if it's a short-term um, situation. Again, it doesn't mean it's not halachal mishmisina that long term versus short term. If a person has his company is set up that every hour that he's not producing, the is taking off the NOI and taking off the projections, then maybe he could apply the archa shochan. I'm not saying it's it's a hard fact, no, but it's a it's a it's a general guideline that most companies when they think of annual leases, when they think of salaried employees. They are not thinking on the hourly basis. Of course, they end up breaking it down by the hour, and it helps for all types of things. But that's not why. That's not why they're paying them X amount of salary. He has to produce a certain amount. He's not a slave, you know, by the hour. He has a certain amount of of all he has to do for the year. And at the end of the year, we have to hit our projections. And we're not thinking the cholamite. We're off in, in most situations. So again, but there could be equipment leases. There could be a person only has certain time. Let's say you, you, you're uh, you're a food manufacturer. Or the like, and you are you have time in a major company. You're you are you are a private label, and you outsource your work somewhere else, and they give you 72-hour window, and it's or maybe two-week window to produce your candy from China to, to bring it to New York, whatever it is. And now, if you don't work, then it's it's taka costing you on the least on the lease on the on the terms. So then a person could say, hey, that might, that might be considered a a davra avid. Okay, so that's one possible hatcher that people rely on. Again, you have to know when to apply it, but that would be a consideration. It's a good limitzchus for many stores that are open. Perhaps it's based on, the, you know, they're paying rent. So that's, that's their heter, relying on this aruch But we could debate if and when to apply this heter. There's another interesting heter from the Mishaburah. He says it, but it seems like the place can go with this. Let's say a person does not have a davra aved with the specific situation at hand. He has... Let's say he has a mortgage due or a loan due. And if he doesn't work now to, to get paid, then the Dovra of it is going to be, let's say there's an acceleration clause on a mortgage. That if some companies, if you don't pay as, at some point in the mortgage, in the, in the, when you sign the mortgage, they have an acceleration clause and they could charge you the entire outstanding loan amount on the mortgage if a person misses a few payments. So 
there's a risk of triggering that. Well, let's say a person is going to have a knas, a penalty, by not paying X amount by a certain time. That itself is a davar of it, even though, as far as the work being done, there's no davar of it. But he needs to work in order to get a loan due. So that would be considered a davar of it. You can have an example. Let's say a person has a, has a hard money loan or a bridge, bridge loan that's, that is a balloon payment coming up. And he has a possibility of closing. Now, again, it could be any time a person has a possibility of closing, we would say that itself is a davar of it because if you don't close at a certain time, there's always a risk of the parties not, not, not coming together. But let's ignore that aspect of davar of it, just this part. The fact that if he doesn't pay now, he's going to get hit with a balloon payment that, that he doesn't have the money for. He has to go take out another hard money loan with points. So that itself would be considered a davar of it. And it's, impor- it's an important hector when a person has deadlines and knossos, that if he doesn't hit these, these uh, deadlines, it's going to trigger other, other issues. So that would also be a consideration but for davar aved. Okay? Another hector would be if there's a suffix, a suffix davar aved. As long as it's a legitimate chance, it's bothering him, so the person can speak out because the, the entire reason for, davar, for the hector of davar aved was that a person should not be torrid on, on chalamite. He shouldn't be, be lost, and he should be should should have a simple yantiv. So even a suffix, uh, we would be every credit every credit card bill. If a person has a credit card bill that he doesn't, he can't, you know, if he doesn't earn the money to pay the credit card bill, so any person with the with a credit card no savings could go to work because uh, he's going to trigger a, a penalty. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going to happen if he if he doesn't work and he doesn't get paid for that day. He has what he today, but he knows. You won't be able to pay the credit card bill at the end of the month. And it's going to be, it has to be the second part. If he has, let's say, uh, no, he has a balance transfer and there's no, there's no knossos, there's no penalty, it's not a problem. But if he, in fact, yeah, no, it depends on the credit card. But if a person's not going to be able to, if a person doesn't pay the minimum payment, so then he's going to get with a penalty. So now, let's say it's going to ruin his credit, right? If he misses a payment, it's going to ruin his credit. And all the experts will tell you, if you ruin your credit, it's going to be very hard for you to do other things in life, right? So then, man, what talk would be a davar avid? So when someone pays a minimum, he doesn't pay any interest on all he, No, he does. But there's no penalty. So is interest considered a penalty? Maybe. Maybe one or two days of interest. If they have to know. Could be. It could be. It's very high. It's, it's uh, I don't know, 18, 22%. The highest the law allows. <laughs> right up to usury rates. That's what the credit card rates are. So in Echanami, that would be a good case where it's not a penalty per se. I don't think the Mishibur means it has to be a knas. As long as it's going to cause a loss, which in Echanami, a person has the outstanding balance. Right, on his... So that's probably the best hector anyone has. Everyone has. Yeah. In Echanami, that would be a, lim- a very good limus chos. That if a person doesn't work now, he's not going to, to cash flow properly and he's going to have um, have debt. Yeah, you know, Hanami. The debt, that's going to be an interest, 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 uh, uh, debt, yes. Okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a fair point. Next. There's a, there's an interesting question. Let's say a person is a hedge fund manager or the like. So we said that the is the, the hector of Davra Aved, specifically Davra Aved, is when you are you have principal that's going that's at risk. Let's say a person bought an IPO, twenty dollars a share, and over the past few years it's it's been up. Now it's fifty, sixty dollars a share. He knows he has inside information that the market's going to tank on Cholamite. So can he sell at fifty? Because he knows it's going to be down to twenty-five by the time uh, it's Isruchag. Let's assume he knows. If he sells an Isruchag, he's still up five dollars. 
There was a paper gain over the past few years, going from 20 to 50, but as far as principle goes, the principle was only 20. So really it should be just like the apples in the tree, the apples in the field. That let's say your overhead of the farming was $100 per tree. So as long as the apples are worth 100, you're not allowed to do malacha on chalamite because you'll make your money back. You're not going to lose the principle. Only if it's below, it dips below, then you're allowed to water the trees. So many places in Taka say that a person, assuming it will be malacha, we have to get into that part. Maybe it's only um, prakpatia. unrealized gains also considered gain like already banned? If he would have sold it, he, he's saying a paper gain should be the same thing. That's it's already principle. So there are there are rias from the Gemara that, that if that if you could sell it, let's say you had wine. You had wine, you had a, you had a barrel of wine, and now on Cholamoid, the price of wine went up to hundred dollars a barrel, probably more, thousand dollars a barrel. And now you want to sell it now, but after Yantif it's gonna go down. You could because you know it's going to go down after Yantif. So that's only Pakmati. But let's say it would be real malacha, the halacha would be the Yanalatu. That if the final sale will still be more than what your principal was, then even though there's a paper gain, so to say, the market would, would pay $50 for this barrel, whatever, whatever example I gave, $50 for the shear, but at the end of the day, my initial principal, my sweat was only the $20. That was the cash that I put in my initial capital. Everything else is going to be considered profit, and halachically, there is no heter of davra aved. Now, it happens to be, in the case of securities, there's not really a malacha being done. It's really, you're just pressing a button. Trade, you're just clicking a button. So the question is, when a person clicks a button, is that considered, is that real, uh, is, especially it's, when... It's ish. So let's assume, <laughs> let's assume all these uh, uh, electric, uh, using electric devices, phones, and all types of things, electric cars, let's assume we're not gonna do it on shops, okay? Will be chayishesh that maybe it's nisur the rice on Shabbos. What the isser is, it's hard to know. We would definitely consider it at least an nisur the rabbanon. But on 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 chalamayit, it seems from the chazanish and others that you don't have an nisur the rabbanon of a ksiva with a cell phone. You wouldn't have these isurim the rabbanon uh, of using electricity on Shabbos uh, on chalamayit. So as long as there's no tircha, there's no tircha yisera, there's no extra tircha, then really it's it goes back to prakmatia. And it's not considered malacha. Now, once it's in prakmatia, we have perhaps several aterim. That if it's prakmatia, then I don't need to be a hefsid. Even if it's a significant harvacha, that would be mutter. So then the trader would be allowed to trade on chalamite, assuming go with the chazanish, that you're not doing a malacha, there's no tercha, you're just clicking a button trade. And there's a harvacha here, a significant harvacha, to sell it at this price. So that would be much. Additionally, many funds, if, if it's, not, it's not your own personal money, if it's a fund, so you had capital at different times being, being, you know, being deployed into, this, into the stock or this holding. So it could be for some people, for 10% of your, of your holdings of, of your clients, it's, it's a, it would be a loss if you don't sell it now because they bought in at 48. And now it's going to go down to 46 after the entry, so they're going to lose $2. Even though some of your clients, and, and you have one big, large holding, you can't just sell this guy's shear, not that guy's shear. So, anyways, it'll be mutter. Um, so, that's just something to consider with the uh, securities trader. Okay. So, what's the problem so with the Chalamoid? Is it the effort or is it the Reba? So, Some job, nothing. You can sit and schluff all day long and you make a fortune. Tell us about your job. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about your no. job. 
No, I'm saying some people are just that dedicated. The business is just take care of themselves. You know what I mean? So like let's, say, let's say a person goes to work, but he's not actually doing malacha. I'll give an example. Let's say someone's a mashkiach or something like that. He's, he's just sitting there. He's sitting there watching the milk cows. Now, it happens to be it's probably mutter, sarching, rabbi, mechol, yisrael. Forget about those heterim. Let's say this milk is not going to any yidin. No one needs this milk. It's just the company in, in South Dakota decided they want chol yisrael. He's just sitting there. The OU is paying him to sit there and watch the, the cows. So he's a shem. They actually in in, in the kashrus they actually call these people a shemer kishum. Yeah, they call him a shemer kishum. He's watching the cucumbers. There's nothing to do, right? So he's watching cows being milked. So as far as malacha, he didn't do anything. He's sitting there, a little of an esrog. He's sitting there reading uh, Tanya. He's not doing anything. His, his, jo- his job is to test for sleep apnea. Yeah, he's, he's not doing anything. Sleepy on the bed. So, but for him, it's so the the from the rush. What we learn from the rush that even if there's no tircha. If this is your ASEC, a person has a bank, even though he's lending money, if that's his, that's his uh, geshef, that's a problem. So he needs to come on to other Ethereum, or but to just say that I'm not actually doing anything, so I'm allowed to go to work, going to work itself is pragmatia. That is pragmatia, that's the rush. The rush is saying you cannot sit by the money changer because the, the money changer, you know, he's not really doing anything, he's just moving cash left and right, but he's not actually doing any malacha, and there's no tircha involved, but because that's a kavua dika thing, that's his job, that's us. So I would say the same thing. Anytime a person is going to work, whatever work means, so going to work, that you're sitting by your, by your desk, by a computer, that itself is called prakmatia. Now, the harteirim, for havacha, davra aved, maybe tzorchimoyah, to get out of the house, I don't know. But if you're, not, if, if you're going to work, would be considered pragmatic. You wouldn't be necessarily right, so you're right. If a person to sit at a conference table and let them get schmooze about for six hours at work, it would only be pragmatia. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the isser of, of malacha. So what about if a person has an online business? Doesn't do nothing, his computer is on, his inventory goes in and out. He's so he's not doing anything. So he, even, on, even on Shabbos, what does he do on Shabbos? Also same thing. So the same material that apply on Shabbos, why would they? Why would Chama be any worse, right? I'm asking. A person's okay. okay we'll have to learn the sugya more be in, but but on a, on a surface level, to have a online, to have an Amazon business where everything is automatic on Shabbos, meaning you're not opening it, it's open all year round, and it also well, works on Shabbos. Uh, the profits that you make from all those sales. So there's a tila yeah. david that that the only. So the only time you need a star is for a meal. Well, 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 maybe we'll spend some time on this after Sukkot, but. In short, let's say I have a vending machine. I have a vending machine. Amazon has one big vending machine, right? They have a vending machine, and they sell Snickers and cakes. As long as you don't sell treif, let's say a nachri goes on Shabbos in an airport somewhere, and he buys a bottle of soda. So I made $3 or $7, and he bought a bottle of soda, okay? Now, I didn't do anything. I'm sitting eating chalant, kegel, kishka. I'm not doing anything. So I didn't do any malach on Shabbos. That's for sure. Yeah, there's no issue there. Grieven. So now, what, what, what could be wrong? Well, maybe there's schar Shabbos, that I earned money on Shabbos. So the issue of schar Shabbos is only when you use Shabbos as a day, like as a rental. Well, let's say a person is a chaz and he sings, so he's using three hours on Shabbos to get paid. That's a problem, a babysitter. A chaz and ignoring the heter of Dvar Mitzvah. Because you're using Shabbos, or even a day of, of uh, interest fee payment, you're using a day, a rental. But if it's a good, as we saw with the Nadi Buddha, I sell you a bar of soap, I sell you, I sell a, a bottle of soda to you, I could have sold you that soda on Friday, I could have sold you the soda on Sunday, it happened to be, it came out on Shabbos. But I didn't use Shabbos as a day, 
as a mechanism to earn money. Shabbos as a day is 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 is, is has nothing to do with the so money that I earned. Technically, you can't have a sale Saturday only. Even if you, you have can't it, make that bottle of soda two dollars on Saturday, but five dollars the rest of the week because then more people are going to want to buy it. Right, but even on no, so that, it would still be a mutter because in that case, it's not. You're right. It's not the exact. Marshall that I gave, but the point is, I didn't need the day of Shabbos, the minutes on Shabbos, to work. I'll give you an example, which would be us, sir. Let's say a laundromat, when you put the dollar in the machine, I don't know how much it costs, but you put a few dollars in the machine and the, la- and the laundry goes, <laughs> you're doing laundry, you're renting the machine. Renting is time. So a, someone owns a laundromat, they have to make sure they have a good star Shabbos. Uh, a good or someone has a car that they're renting out because you're renting out time and using sh- the time of Shabbos, the zman of Shabbos, the, the, the hours of Shabbos to make money. So that's a problem. Let's say a person has a, a pop-up, you know, a pizza machine or something like that where, they, where they're actually renting out the machine to make something by yourself. That would be a problem versus a vending machine. No, there's no time here. Putting in $3, you're getting your, your soda. So that would be the same thing. On Cholamoid. And Amazon really is the same thing. Now, if a person has an active warehouse where they have Goyim doing work for them on Shabbos, answering the phones and all these other things, they have a tremendous issue of, of Amir Lenachri. They told Bob to show up Saturday morning to fill orders. That's Amir Lenachri. You can't say it's, order, it's a vending machine. There's an issue of Amir Lenachri on Shabbos. And that's when you need to have a star to make sure you don't really own it on Shabbos and all those different halachas. Now, the star will help you for other, other shilas as well, laundromats. But that's that's the uh, that's the Shabbos versus Chalamite. So Chalamite don't have any of these problems um, typically with having a, a Amazon business run. You might have a meal in Achri, but let's assume it's everything's automatic. It's fulfilled by Amazon. You sent everything there before Chalamite. There would be no issue. Um, there is a question. Uh, by the way, Amazon. Because I spoke to a guy last uh, two ago. Amazon does offer everything from A to Z. From putting the product on their website, fulfilling the order. FBA. Right, everything. Everything. They charge close to 52%. Nice, yeah. Now, there is a Shiloh, another Shiloh, which is called Kivin. Either it's 47 or 52%, but in the insane amount, the the vendor makes is, yeah. There's a Shiloh. Then, if Amazon would do everything from A to Z, you don't need Bob. Right, it's, t- it's like a vending machine. So there wouldn't be a lachar, there wouldn't be a problem because everything's happening automatically. Um, there, are, there are those that talk, discuss, maybe it's Kiva Malach Tebamoid, that maybe they, you're listing it to go up on Amazon now on, on Chalamoid, so maybe that's Kiva Malach Tebamoid. To, to list new items, that might be usher, right? Or even if it's not Kiva Malach Tebamoid, to go now on Chalamoid to list new items, that would probably be usher. The the one hector that, that some place can say perhaps one can rely on would be a, a broader Shiloh, which is when a person already has existing clients. So this is already found in the rush. When a person had a, he was a, uh, a hard money lender, right? He was uh, lending money to fix and flip uh, people. And now he closed his shop for Cholamoid. So then the, the real estate guys are not going to come back to him a week, you know, after Yontif. They found someone else and there's a very good, there's a risk that he's going to lose his existing client. So the rush says that's mutter when it comes to lending. The question is, does that apply everywhere? Because lending really was mutter. It was just, it looks like pragmatia because you open up uh, you open up shop. Some person say it applies to pragmatia as well. 
So a person is allowed to do Mekah Chememchah. So just to go back to our case of the, of the fund manager, let's say all he's doing is Mekah Chememchah. He's buying and selling securities. So if he knows that if he's not open, he doesn't do trades on Chalamite, his existing clients are going to pull out and he's not going to get those fees or he's going to get a bad name on the market and he's going to lose existing clients, one of those two. If he's going to not gain new clients in the future, that, that's a harvacha. But there's, there's going to be a risk of davra aved. We're making on that as well. And that would, and some points can even apply it to actual malacha. Let's say a person has a manufacturing facility, uh, plant or the like. He's actually he's doing real malacha. He has a tailor shop. And he has existing clients that come to him all the time. And if he's not open for these days, he doesn't offer them his services, they're going to go, they're going to go somewhere else. So some learn that existing clients are like an asset, so to say. It's a principle. And you're going to lose that recurring revenue. That itself is a Dovra Aved. So to, to apply it to pragmatia uh, and to lending, all the Paiskim Armeikol came out. When it comes to Malacha, it's a, it's a big Chiddush, because Malacha is a, perhaps an Israel okay, my question to that is again, does it make a difference if I'm, I'm a, if I'm a Gvir and if I lose Chaim Yanko, big deal. As opposed to you, if you use Chaim Yanko, it is a big deal. So we, know, we spoke about this last week. Um, there are, there are some uh, indications in the Rishonim that, that it is subjective. But at the end of the day, it depends who's asking the question, how they're asking the question. If, if to them it really is not a hafsid, and they could get over it. So if you look in the Me'iri, it sounds like that, that you should get over it, and it should not be considered a hafsid. But for, if a person feels that this is a hafsid, and taka is, on principle, in principle it is a hafsid, then he has the right to... Um, so this hafsid is different than a real hafsid. Yeah, it's, it's a made-up hafsid. It's once removed. Once removed, like a real hefsa, it makes no difference with what your status is. Right, the real hefsa, the Mishnah is, is the apples, right? You put everything, you put the, you plant in the tree. You, you, you could have sixty tons of that stuff that is different, but if this one, one little pound is a hefsa, you have to, you're allowed to water it. Yeah. Over here, it's a, it's an outside hefsa. It's like a, a bird's eye view of your business. That even though today, that if you're closed today, how much money are you gonna make on, on tailoring today? Not a lot, but if there's a if there's a concern that your existing customers are going to come because they have a, an event, you know, a wedding again. If, if your clients are non-Jewish and they have an event and they're going to come to you, the tailor, and you're not open for business on Chalamid, they're going to end up going somewhere else, and now you've lost your 30-year-old, your 30-year customer. So that is considered a hefsed, and and many many people say that. I, I've spoken to a restaurant owners years ago. I asked them, why do they have to open Cholomite Pesach? They spend thousands and thousands of dollars cashiering for Pesach and all types. And it just, it's, a, it's a big ASIC, and sometimes it's only two or three days of Cholomite. But they have customers, usually Jewish, that are ordering food for their lunch events on, you know, during, during, uh, during the week during Cholomite. And if they don't order from them, they're going to have to go somewhere else. The other guy's open. And if they like his egg rolls better, so then we've lost our weekly $2,000 order. So that is considered a big hefsa, and that's why they're opening a chalamite. So it happens to be for a restaurant to open anyways, it would be much because it's sarchimoy, people, people want, want to eat. But you see the psychology of it, that I'm going to be losing existing customers by, by not being open. So depending on the setup of the business, in many businesses, the psak would be that anything incoming, one could respond to, because that's a risk of losing a client. But you know, doing a business development, uh, 
prospect, you know, prospecting new clients, that that would not be uh, that would not be mutter because there you, you're going out for new things. That, that's, that's nothing to do. You're not losing existing clients by not being open. It would only be if there's a risk of losing existing clients. And even then, the place you make by prakmatia when it comes to malacha, that's a that's a shayla. One more important point that we didn't discuss, which is when you flip it around, when I have prakmatia, so we assume there's no malacha, but if there is malacha involved, then even though uh, the, pr- the primary purpose is to do the pragmatia, the business, but there's a, if there's a malach involved, then we have to reframe the shaila. And we mentioned it briefly, I just want to make it clear. The Mishabura is machmir, that if the malacha, if the malacha is, is, is part of the pragmatia, which means you're selling, I don't know, you're selling um, carpets, and you have to cut the carpet, you're doing mechatech, Every time uh, someone orders carpet or rugs, so that's that's a that's a tircha. Oh, sorry, that, sorry, that's malacha. And even though I'm just I'm just opening my Home Depot, I'm just opening my shop. That's usher. However, he says, let's say you did the sale, but now you need to write it down as to uh, for, for your records. So then the pragmati was mutter. Once you sold him the rug or whatever you sold, you could take a ledger because then it's a davravid. You're gonna you're gonna forget about it. So then he says his mutter. The Chazanish is, is Meikel here, and this is what many rely on. That as long as, the, as we said with, with cell phones, as long as the actual malacha does not have a tircha, and the primary purpose is prakmatia, you're selling something, but you need to do something. You have to send in, you have to, you have to uh, pay with a credit card or something like that. So, and this is what we're relying on, that paying with a credit card is not a tircha. And even though that's the only way to do commerce today, unless you have to go get your cash, but, but since... There's no tircha involved, and we're just doing masu matan, the chazanish is meiko, and that will be mutter, and that applies. So many people at work, if you, if you think about what they're doing throughout the day, it's probably not mulacha, it's probably only prakmatia, and if it's prakmatia, we are much more lenient than when it comes to davra aved. We do not get into the different levels of harvacha. When do we say it's a significant harvacha and a bimutter? So Mr. Shem, next week we'll talk about sales, we'll talk about uh, a significant gain, a big deal comes, can a person say, okay, it's a big deal, it's harvacha, so I could do prakmatia. Is that mutter? What is considered a big deal? And we'll talk about the differences between a personal uh, saving. Yeah, there's a sale, you want to go, you want to go shopping. So perhaps there will be, will be mutter to go shopping on Cholomite, even for things you do not need for Yanta. If you're buying skiing equipment for the winter, you're not buying anything for Cholomite. Perhaps there's a sale, so we'll talk about, we'll get more into prakmatia and some more heterim in the world of Prak Matya. Okay. Shkoyach. What's, what's 